Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey guys, it's Vlad Harris here on the Panther Rants Podcast. It's Wednesday, hump hump day. And we got probably about a good six, seven, and I wait till Christmas, I believe. Yeah, actually six days. So, I hope you guys all got your shopping done. Mine's almost done. I think I ordered most of mine online, and I'll go to the stores and pick up some stuff because a lot of times there's stuff you can find there that you may not, you may, you may miss online. That's kind of one thing I miss about Toys R Us is um, Toys R Us always had stuff that um. They always had stuff that you couldn't find anywhere else, usually, or get anywhere else, or any other, any other department store. I mean, people complain that the stuff with their toys were overpriced, but just the general experience of going into inside of a big toy store was an awesome thing, especially as a kid. And then we, have, then when you have kids, and you take them in. It's an awesome experience because they're in freaking awe because they got there's all these displays and shit and. But um, by the time Toys R Us could, you know, move at the times a little bit, it was too late. And plus, a lot of stuff I ordered online was from Toys R Us because I knew the shipping was a lot easier. And if I had to, I could pick up at the store. But anyways, it's been a busy week for me per- personally, so I really didn't keep up too much. Uh, let's see, Pit Hoops, they, uh, got our funk and beat the crap out of a, out of a, a cupcake team on Saturday. Yeah, they regrouped and got the win. You know, things will get tougher as things go and not to mention they lost, um, one of their players, Sidi and Deer, I guess you, I think that's how you pronounce his name, or City and Deer. I don't know. I don't try to butcher his name too much, but he's out four to six weeks, which kind of sucks because Pitt is pretty much, you know, dealing with some things. They got, tra- you know, two more guys, you know, two guys transferred, or they got an injury, so you're, th- you're pretty much thin right now. ACC play is coming up, and you're kind of, well, shit out of luck. You know, Pitt had two guys leave. Um, there was Peace. He left. And, you know, judging by the um, words from Kate, you know, from Jeff Capel, that, uh, you know, he was very blunt and so the guy just didn't rebound. And given what, you know, what Peace is supposed to do, you know, what his position is, their expectation is, is he has to get every, you know, he has to rebound pretty much. And he just wasn't doing it. And that's why he didn't get no playing time. And that's why he's gone. And I'm guessing there must have been... Because, you know, Peace has his Twitter on private. 
from the words of Jeff, from 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 from, from the coach. I don't know if that relationship was too rosy between them two. Maybe Jeff, you know, maybe maybe Cable wasn't too pleased with him with his performance. And that, that happens. I mean, he told these guys what he expected, in, you know, from from the time he came in, that they were going to have to work. They're, they were going to practice hard, play hard, score hard, rebound hard. You know, you know, you know, you guys know the drill. Now, plus, we got a new. Plus, we have a new, you know, new new coach. Even though, even if you're, a, especially at a job, if you have a new manager, you're, you're, out there, you're gonna have to work twice as hard to show them your worth. Because a lot of times, when you get new bosses in, they just want to get rid of you and bring their own people in that they don't like what they see. And you know, you know, when Stallings came in, that's what happened. Pretty much, he cleaned house. And Capel, to his you know, to his degree, he could have easily just told these guys, "I don't want you here. Get the hell out." He kept them. They stayed, and you know, very few have panned out. I mean, Ter- Terrell Brown, Jerry Wilson Frame have done, you know have panned out. Uh, uh, let's see, Kenny Chukawa. It's panned out. So we got that going for us. I mean, Billy Gallison. So most of these guys from the Stallings, you know, era, the brief Stallings era, they've panned out. Most of them. There's just a few stragglers. I mean, of course, Peace was one of them, and he he really didn't have any major offers coming out of school. And pretty much, I guess you could say he was a body. But I think Peace can pan out. I think he can still be a Division One player. It's just not a pit. That's just how it is. But he's going to have to rebound. Like Cable said, wherever he goes, he's going to have to rebound. He's going to have to play his ass off. And that's pretty much when you're a Division One athlete, that's what you have to do is play your ass off, practice your ass off. That's just how it goes. And because they don't stop recruiting just because they signed you doesn't mean they're going to stop recruiting more power forwards, more centers and especially in the football realm if they recruit a quarterback they're going to stop recruiting quarterbacks all of a sudden and say hey we got what we want, we're going to stop recruiting they're going to keep recruiting, that's how this goes and then the best man wins as far as Sham goes he was their sickling score last year, and I had a lot of high hopes for him. I thought he was going to be, you know, I thought he was going to be really good as time progressed. And obviously, with Capel, Capel wasn't too pleased with him. And from what I gathered, since he was like the, since he was like one of the best players last year. I guess he must have felt that he had to either work too hard or he was going to get some special privilege. And he didn't. And, um, that's how that goes. I, I still think, I think, uh, I think Cable really, really liked, you know, Sham. I think he really did. Because he's not putting restrictions on him. His recruiting process. And, 
he wants you know, he wants to be successful. So I've got no issues with that at all. I mean, obviously he wants you know he obviously likes this guy wants wants the best for him. It just wasn't going to work out here. But I think they but I think both these I think these guys probably got along with each other and had an understanding. And that's how that goes. I don't think things were too rosy with peace, but I, you know, I could be wrong. As more things come out, you know. But that's two for the stallings there to bite the dust, and you know that happens. I mean, I would. I mean, I have. I was you not know, done too pleased with last Parker Stewart, Marcus Carr. I love that Parker Stewart because he's a hell of a hell of a shooter. We could really use him. Marcus Carr wasn't too, you know, sad that we lo- we lost. I mean, it, it sucked, but after we landed Xavier Johnson, after seeing him play, and of course there's, like, there's Trey McGowan, so after got those guys, I wasn't really too, um, you know, too concerned because these guys are light years ahead of them in talent. I think Marcus Carl, I think the Big Ten is more probably going to be more his speed. Parker went to go play with his daddy, so I'm not sure how that ends up. You know, either way, hope it works out for them. But it's a long basketball season, so like everything else, you guys, we take one game at a time. All right, now for football. <clears throat> the early sign day is today, so obviously we're getting uh, some new uh, recruits coming in. They're signing. Bevel obviously signed. And I, it was funny because they, they showed him in an all-star game, Aaron the ball at. And I asked the uh, the, rec- the, guess the, the the columnist or whoever was tr- covering the game, I said, How's he like hanging off the ball? Because, you know, he that's the most important thing about our offense is running the football. And, you know, he said that he, f- he fumbled. I was like, whoops. I've been kind of, I've been kind of been riding this whole run game thing to the ground. This whole joke about the, you know, running game. And on hindsight, Travis Kuntz, as we all remembered, was still interested in Pitt despite his decommitting. He ends up going to Texas Tech because he likes what they're he likes what they're going to do. They're, what their offense is going to do with uh, the tight ends. Because obviously, the guy who used to coach Texas Tech, Kingsbury did the air raid, and he's gone now after an unimpressive uh, you know record. And I got this guy from Utah State coming in, and I guess, you know, couldn't select what they're doing, and he must be more than just a blocking tight end, and I don't blame him. You know, tight ends catch passes too. You know, you see it with uh, Travis Kelsey, Gronk, Vance McDonald, Jesse James, uh, Tony Gonzalez. You see a bunch of these tight ends. They can block, but they can catch passes, and that's what he wants to do, and he wants to, you know, improve his skill set, and you can't blame him for it. So he's going to do it. So best of luck to him. 
Wish we could have had him, but of course, we have one of the most unimaginary offenses in the history of college football. Despite having a good, finally having a good defense. I don't know what it is with pit football. When we have a really good offense, we never have any fucking defense. And then when we have some defense, we have no fucking offense. Our offense is fucking shitty. So I don't, I don't understand. It, 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 it just blows my freaking mind why we can't get all the goddamn pieces together. Ever. You know, with, with, you know, with the Dave Winston era, it was always we didn't have the right players for that position. You know, we get it. We would have like, um, we could have a, a whole unit on defense that was an eight of those guys coming all freaking uh, biggie selections, but it's the three shitty ones on 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 the on the, uh, on the, on the uh, unit that are big. That end up being our biggest weakness, and hence we can't we can't win enough freaking games to go to a BCS. Now, now in this case, we have one really good solid unit, and then the other unit fucking blows. I don't know what the hell it is with pit football. What is what keeps happening? I thought we would have. I thought our offense was going to be really good this year because you know because what we saw Pickett last year, but it just got progressive worse. And I don't know. I don't know what the hell to do, guys. I'm all out of answers at this point, and. I, I mean, I had none to begin with. I'm no freaking coaching expert anyway. I'll, they don't pay me nothing for this. But anyways, we got guys coming in. I'm sure we got the late sign period coming up, but, you know, so we have to, you know, try to grab some more players. But that's just how it is. Alright, there's a lot more other tidbits from football. Obviously, James Conner, Aaron Donald are going to the Pro Bowl. Those are two of the top of my head. And the reason why I say that is because, you know, there's a little, there was a text exchange that got posted, I guess, from when I guess James was diagnosed with, you know, with, with, you know, with, with Hodgkins. But, you know, good for James. He earned it. I mean, I'm sure he got, he's very popular because of what he's, because of his story. But, he backed up with his play as well and you can't really blame you know you can't really say well he was a special case because of this no he backed up his play and he's a, a big reason why this team is over 500 right now because without him they wouldn't be it'd be uh, it'd be the uh, the, the Mike Tolman free fall disaster that we're uh, times a thousand or a million if we had a losing record because people would be itching to get him fired and like I said before it's going to take a lot to get Tolman fired because for one thing we had two losing seasons with Bill Cowher and he got fired I mean he had a lot of stuff dragged on them you know about his personal life that wasn't true and that's a shame it was, but he uh, he overcame it and won to a point where he had to say that him and his wife were fine. But uh, 
as far as the uh, whole race goes, I mean, obviously people thought that the uh, NFC was going to be all be all be the Rams, but Rams look pretty beatable. I mean, outside of Eric Donald, their defense really isn't that great. And if you get leads, if you get some nice leads on them, I'm not sure if Jared Goff can really rally enough to do it. Although they came close late in the game against Philly the other night, but they're a beatable team. Obviously, the, the Super Bowl is going to run through, through New Orleans because of how high powered their, their team is. They showed the Super Bowl last year, but uh, really, you know, they had some bad luck with the. Uh, they kept Minnesota in the game, and then Minnesota led. And then, uh, you know, the Saints were able to grab the lead, and of course, Minnesota made them cry. But uh, things are different this time around because Minnesota has Kirk Cousins and they gave him all that money that was fully guaranteed. And I'm not sure why they would have given Kirk Cousins all that money because I just don't think he was worth it. He had The thing about Kirk Cousins, he had, he had plenty of offensive weapons around him in, in the Washington. And he was like a he was pretty much a sub-500 quarterback. He was, an eight, I mean, he was pretty much an 8-8, eight 7-9 eight, quarterback or 9-7. There was never a below or a, a far above. The guy had plenty of weapons around him to throw the football and win games. And he put up big numbers, but he just, you know, it just wasn't enough wins. You know, it seemed like the skins were turning, seemed to turn a corner with Alex Smith, and then Smith, you know, busted his leg, and that sucks. But, um,. I mean, the Skids were obviously going to make the playoffs with Alex Smith. They just, you know, I just hope they weren't expecting any more with Alex Smith because he just is what he is. I think the sensible thing would have been that would have, um, the more sensible thing would have been the franchise Case Keenum and give him some money is what I would have did or done. And then see where uh, Case Kim takes you from there because he obviously you, you won a whole bunch of games with him. He came up really short against Philadelphia, but Philadelphia was last year was they were clicking on all cylinders at that point, and there was nobody in there that was going to that was going to get in their way at that point. It just wasn't going to happen. Other uh, pit football tidbits. Well, not so much tidbits, but Bill Fralick, you know, passed away last week. And, um, you know, I posted uh, what I saw in the uh, College Football Hall of Fame about Bill Fralick. Bill Fralick had a video as well where he talked about college football, about what it meant to him and the sport in, in general, how it made him grow as a human being, and how, it, you know, how he carries experiences with them. I just, you know, I could tell something was up with him even then because he just looked like he really aged. And they said he was fighting a, uh, he was really sick. He was fighting an, you know, a really tough bout with cancer. And, but, um, you know, I think the timing of, of it was, you know, Penn Hills won the uh, state title and he was there for that. And I guess he spent a whole bunch of money on them too, I guess. Bought him some things and he took, basically he took care of that team and 
that's just how you know he was. He had a lot. You know, he the guy had a really big heart. And you know, with pit football, he had a really big heart with pit football as well. He loved. He was very passionate about it. I know. When, I know when Dave Wanstead was fired, he was really, really pissed off over it, and it made his. Uh, he made his uh, grievances known, and I think he. Uh, and then not too long after that, he was. Uh, he was replacing the announcer's booth with Pat Bostic. And I th- I'm, I'm sure Smiley had something to do with that. Because, you, you, know, you know, Smiley wasn't really fond of criticism. It's, you know, but the guy, he he loved, he loved Pitt. I mean, he wasn't such Pitt football. He loved Pitt. Obviously, and obviously, he loved Penn Hills as well. It just, uh, you know, it's it's sad. I mean, um, you see the tributes and stuff. I'm, I remember Bill Fralick when he did the, uh, the WrestleMania two, and I remember seeing the promo for it and everything else. And I remember, uh, I mean, Bill Fralick could have been a wrestler if he wanted to. He had he had the personality for it. I can say that much for it. He, he could have really did it. But uh, yeah, WrestleMania 2 is pretty much, you know, a lot of people talk about WrestleMania 3 and how awesome it was because of, uh, you know, the Pontiac Silverdome and 96,000, Hogan Giant. But WrestleMania 2 was really good too. And it was, uh, WrestleMania 2 spanned in like the four, three or four cities. So you have, you have matches in every, in every city. And of course, your headliner was Hulk Hogan and King Kong Bundy in the uh, steel cage. And that was a really, really good match because at one time nobody could beat Keith Kong Bundy. I mean, the guy wasn't tall, but he was bulky and big and strong. But, uh, you know, Hogan took care of him. But, uh, you know, I feel like like did that whole football players versus wrestlers battle royal. Uh, he was in that. Jimbo Covert was in that as well. He was. There was. That was another pick guy that was in that battle royal. And of course, you had Ernie Holmes was in it. Uh, William Perry, Two Tall Jones. So yeah, you had plenty of wrestlers in there. I mean, plenty of football players. You know. And he had Russ Francis. I believe he was on the uh, 49ers, I think. But, uh, you know, Bill obviously had a lot of respect, had a lot of respect from a lot of people and just, you know, tributes. I mean, it was, it was nice. But, you know, rest in peace, Mr. Fralick is all, all I can say. And, you know, thank you for being a Pit Panther. Now, as far as the Pit Bull game goes, for the Sun Bull, obviously there's a, there's a hot topic going around. And that is uh, players sitting out the bowl games, and obviously we saw with Will Grayer, he's he's sitting out, and there's people that are pissed off over it. But now Bryce Love has uh, thrown his name into the ring, and he's not going to play in the Sun Bowl against Pitt, which I'll blame him because he's going to going against a really good defense, and you know anything can happen. So I don't really blame him for. Uh, sitting out. It's the Sun Bowl and there's really nothing at stake for him. I mean, 
sure he's got the draft coming up, but they have enough game film on him already. One more game isn't going to mean a damn thing. And then, not to mention, he's got the combine, he's got the wonderlick, he's got all the interviews, all that crap he's got to deal with. That's going to determine his, I mean, pretty much other factors that are going to determine his draft status of where, what, what round he lands in, for the most part. Or, or what team he ends up with. So, really, this game has no meaning whatsoever for him, so he's sitting out, and I don't blame him either for it. You know, players do get hurt in bowl games, and we've seen that many times. Like, you know, Cole McCoy, Willis McGahee, Ted Ginn. Those are, those are a few of them that the, you know, where the guys just got hurt in that bowl game where they possibly could affect their draft status. I mean, Willis McGahee at least t- took a big insurance policy on himself in case he got hurt. So yeah, that going for him. But yeah, it's tough. It's a tough call. But um, anyways, guys, the bowl game obviously got a little bit easier for us. Bull, it's not because you know South, you know Stanford's not a bad team, and although the, you know they they were you know, they had a disappointing season this year, I guess you could say by by their standards and. Given what they had coming back, still it will be an easy game. Pitt's got you know, to find some way to throw the football here, and I hope they figure that out. I mean, they got plenty of weeks to figure out the passing game because obviously, whatever they did didn't work against Clemson. But there's got to be something in there that can work. Something. Otherwise, you know. It's been you know, the passing has been problematic for you know for for some time. It's just rearing its ugly head, and here it is. And you know, eventually they're gonna have to face this head on, and here it goes. Because this team could have won more than seven games this year if they would have had an offense, you know, an official one, not just one where they run the they were able to run the ball, but they you know one that had, one that one that could put freaking points on the board. So I don't think they get that all worked out. So, anyways, guys, that's all I got for you know for now. Uh, enjoy the rest of your week. I'm not sure if I'll do a Friday show. I might. Who knows? How about a pit? Bye.